Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Cats are jerks. Cats are not jerks. (laughs) They're just uh, discriminating. They may or may not get along, and it could be mayhem or it could be adorable. This is the plaintiff, John Bushatsky. He says the defendant gave her vicious cat proximity to his nice cat, and his cat was attacked and injured. His cat needed surgery for the infected bite, which blew up to the size of a baseball. The woman needs to pay his vet bills but refuses, so here they are. He's suing for $1,600.99, the amount owed. is the defendant, Miles. She says the plaintiff has a hairless cat. And they're very sensitive and emotional animals. She moved in with her cat and they were kept in separate rooms. Then, one day, he claims her cat attacked his because his cat had an abscess on his back. No one witnessed any altercation. She has no idea what happened to the skin on this hairless cat and simply owes nothing. She's accused of starting a cat fight. All parties, please use your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. You see it, come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. John Buchatsky, you are suing Miles for $1,600.99 that you say you are out for vet bills, Uber trips back and forth, and loss of work because of the fact that you say her cat attacked your cat. Tell me what happened. Well, Miles moved into our apartment uh, the beginning of July. Who else was living there? Uh, My current roommate. That's a three-bedroom apartment. We needed a third roommate, so... Miles was a coworker, a friend somehow of my current roommate, and when he mentioned the situation to me, he also mentioned that she had a cat, so we had made this arrangement to keep the cat separated for the first month while she lived there. My because cat, you had a cat. Yes, and uh, cats are jerks. When they cats are not jerks. <laughs> They're just uh, discriminating. They may or may not get along, and it could be mayhem or it could be adorable. Yep. Right. So... Because my cat's vulnerable, uh, he has no fur. What kind of cat do you have? He's a sphinx. Um, we made it clear that 
because he's vulnerable, we'll keep them separated for the first month, acclimate them slowly. He's so vulnerable. Slowly. Why do you even consider a roommate who has a cat? Why didn't you just keep looking? Because he was, uh, she was a friend. We needed somebody to get in the space. Um, so go ahead. And we figured we'd give it a try and see how it goes. And it seemed that we were all of the, on the same page with how to acclimate them. Right. So she moves in. And after about five or six days of living there, I come home from work. My cat is in my room, which is odd because it, that's not how things should have gone and not according to... What do you mean by in your room? He was in my room with the door closed. Um, and he's just, he should have been free to roam the apartment. Where would her cat be then if you guys in were... In her bedroom. So her cat was supposed to... The deal, according to you, is that her cat's supposed to be in her bedroom at all times? For the first month, so they could uh, smell each, each other under the door. We were putting the food bowls near the, the entrance of the door so that they would be, like, you know, forced to uh, smell each other. Okay. For a whole month? Yeah. I mean, oh, that, see, I, I, if I'm the cat, that would be driving me nuts. I'm smelling another cat, but I can't see the other cat. I think I'm going crazy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. A whole month. Wow. And out of curiosity, why did you guys pick a month rather than three days or something? Like, did you read that? Uh, well, I was told that Miles was doing this, uh, like, looking online at how to properly introduce cats. Oh, so she was the one who suggested a month? Uh, I believe so. All right. So what happens? You come home. I come the home. The cats. My, after the first, you know, the first week, I come home, and my cat's in my room, and he's got little holes in his like above his tail on his back, and a little cat claw sticking out. It's just at that point, I was just really aggravated and just had no idea what had happened because nobody was home to explain. So I waited up for Miles to come home, and she explained to me that she decided that it would be okay just to let them interact, and she wasn't paying attention, and that, uh, they, she heard them, uh, some commotion amongst the cats and then just put my cat in my room. Did you take the cat to the vet? Not immediately, no, because I, I, first I didn't realize that it was a bite. I thought it was just a scratch. I cleaned it. Two days later, I come home, my cat's in my room again, this time with, uh, in the middle of July. It was like 90 degrees out. My room gets, all the rooms in this apartment get really warm because there's um, big windows and I didn't have a curtain, so. I come home, he's in my room again, it's 90 degrees out, no AC, no water bowl, he's panting. I take him out of the room, bring him to the water bowl, he lays down in front of the water bowl, drinks it, I refill it, he drinks half of it. So at this point, I texted her and let her know that this was the second act of negligence against my cat. She put his uh, life in jeopardy and this situation wasn't gonna be able to work anymore. When do you take your cat to the vet? The next day, because I woke up and... Do you have the vet report? Yes. May I see well, it? I have the vet bill. No, the bill just tells me the amount. You don't have anything from the vet, like an explanation? No. Okay, let me see what you do have. What happened? Yeah, uh, well, I wanted to say something about the, the month thing, or like the, like there was no agreement about... How long? Month. Yeah, there was an agreement that it would be a two, like 60-day trial to see if they could get along. Right. And I did say that I've, I have introduced cats before in the past, like, and like I've moved around a lot. So I've been able to like do the whole process where you let them smell each other. I was the one who fed them on different sides of the door. I was the one who monitored them slowly coming together. 
so he could open the door and like let them see each other. Like cats are really sensitive. Cats can't just like. Come so was there any any uh, preordained amount of time that they would be kept? Sixty days. Oh, for the separation. For the, not yeah. For the separation, I think that I had looked it up and said like it said like two weeks, but it was going to be case by case, and we were going to figure it out, and it was going to be a process. So at some point, you figured that we're there. Let's take the next step, and what happened? His cat was pretty menacing. His cat didn't was territorial. Like you know, been the only cat for a long time. His cat was always like outside my like my bedroom door, like kind of waiting. So on the days that I had off, I did keep them separate. I like if I wanted to go watch TV on the couch, I wanted my cat on the couch with me. So I put his cat in his room, and then right. when I would leave, my cat would go back in the room. So she was back in her like cell almost, and then his cat had free reign of the apartment. So like I did switch it up and interchange it. Um, so on the day that it happens, what happened? The day that it happened, there was one time where I was on the couch again with my cat, like watching a movie. His cat came out, like sniffed mine, and then walked away. How did away. his cat come out? Uh, his cat came out of his room. The doors were open. My cat was on the couch in the living yeah, room. Yeah, but why space. was the door open to his room? Because I didn't, like, I, because he had already yelled at me about having the, the, his cat, like, locked away, I was like, okay, I won't do that. I'll just keep an eye on it. I'll just keep my cat with me on the couch, okay. and then if something happens, I'm right there. Okay. So, the, like, my cat was on the windowsill. His cat. That's not like, with you. His, okay. Yeah, no, like the wind. Okay, so here's the couch. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I got it. So your cat's windowsill. on the windowsill. The cat's on the windowsill. His cat comes up and just like like sits there and looks at my cat and then gets bored and walks away. And I was like, yes, it's happening. It's cool. You know? Seriously, like an hour later, I went to, like my cat gets off the windowsill. I think she's going to go eat or whatever she does. She's up on um, the cabinets. Uh, and then his cat is too. And I have a picture of it. Okay. Like, my cat's, like, asleep, like, chilling, and, like, his cat is, like, staring mine down. Okay, but they're animals. See, guys, we don't, we don't like, decide which of the animals was more menacing. We decide no. whether the human in charge did something wrong. Totally. So what I'm trying to figure out, is that where it happened, up on the cabinets? No. It, it, I don't know where it happened because, like, I heard it. I right. didn't see it, right? And then I separated them real quick, and then my cat went into my room, and his cat, I think I put his cat in, no. I think his cat was freaking out at me, so I just left and went to work. Honestly, like they're like they're scary animals. They're really emotional animals. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It it happened. I don't. I didn't see it. I didn't witness it. But right. I'm and sure now, just from the sounds. he has a bunch of vet bills. I don't have any vet bills. All I have is just a line that says 1,013. I need to see what was done. For all I know, the the cat had like you know you. Um, you know, I liver surgery. I have no phone. idea. So we, do you have it on your phone? Yes. Yeah, that'll do. Did you ever see the vet bills? Because you had it. offered to pay the vet bills. I right? did a portion of it, and I had also um, the day that he took it to the vet, or the day that he showed me what was up, like the morning that I woke up, he was like, "Look at my cat." I could tell that, like, there was like a. An did abscess. you ever tell him about what had happened? Yeah, of course I told him that, like, I heard something, and then that made sense that there would be an abscess two days later or something okay. or whatever, whatever period of time. Right. When he decided, he put down $700 of the grand, right? That was the initial bill, was $1,000. I was like, cool, I got the seven. But if you don't want to, like, work something out with me and you don't want to, like. He wants your money. He just didn't want you to continue to live there. Clearly. I right, just but what moved were you doing? Were you trying to hold him hostage to the living situation? No. Or no, you were going to no, pay no I matter what. No, I was well out of there, dude. Okay. Like, I got. But 
No, it was a terrible experience. He okay. was slamming cabinets and stuff. It was awful. He was mad the whole time. It was, right. There was there was seriously something that was going on, something that was wrong, like well, every day. His cat was injured, and he didn't like the arrangement. So what ended up happening? You got a different roommate. Yes. Okay. Um, so your cat's fine now, right? Yeah. He's got All right. A so nasty the scar. first bill. Can I see page two of this? No, I can't because you have a picture of the front of the bill. You don't even have the, you have the date cut off in this picture. How do you not have the vet bills you're suing on when you come to court? I'm so flabbergasted. I'm gonna take a recess. I'm gonna give you access to a phone and a fax and figure it out and get your act together. That's all. Welcome back to the People's Court. Harvey Levin here. So how difficult is it if you have, um, a, a new cat and you bring it into a house where there's already a cat without a fight breaking out. Who has cats here? You have a cat? Yes. What do you say? I say it depends on the cat. All cats are different. Some don't like others. If there's a rule here, what is it? I mean, is it hard to bring a cat in with an existing cat, territorialism, whatever? At first, but later, no. Just at first. They're not going to kill each other? No. What, why you, uh, you're like, what? Well, I would think that they would fight. I would too. I would think, yeah. Cats are catty. I, so, Oh, wow. You should write something here, going inside the courtroom. Okay, so I, I'm looking at the vet bills with the date that coordinates with what you're saying, and I see a vet bill for 1020 and another vet bill for $30.60. And you had offered to pay the vet bills and then didn't, why? I said that I would be willing to pay the bills, and I said that I would want, he had left a contract for me on the, my desk in my room, uh -huh. um, and in the contract it said that I was responsible for this and subsequent visits and blah, 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 blah. I told him, and after the first visit, after his first trip to the vet, and he had paid the $700, I was like, dude, it's our, like, that, like, without consulting me, without figuring out something to do together to, like, kind of, like, get this figured out. But I know it's not his He doesn't have to, though. He can take the cat to the vet of his choosing. He can, he can... Uh, you know, and then it just has to be, he can't get it in court unless it's reasonable, but it's a reasonable bill. Um, he doesn't have to see if you can afford it. Um, and, and the thing is, you know, animals are animals. If you weren't in charge, both because you were the one present and because you were the one deciding how to acclimate the cats because you'd done it so many times and all that, this would be a different case. If two cats just scratch each other, that's what cats do. You, you, you got to eat your damages. But... In a case like this, where you're the adult in charge, and you're the human in charge, and you're the, the person deciding when it's too soon or whatever, and add to that the fact that, I, I think according to you, one of the roommates said you forgot something when she went to bed one night and left her cat out. There was no leaving the cat out. Like, he'd sleep in his room with the cat, so finally mine would be able to roam the halls. It was like something that worked out so she didn't have to be trapped. It worked out for everybody, but what's your cat's name? Mizu. Oh, yeah, Mizu. It didn't work out that much for I Mizu. shouldn't have even... Why are you suing for loss of work, $500? Because the day I had to... I woke up Can and realized... I had two appointments set for no, that No, 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 not like that. Prove that you... Like, do you have any evidence that you lost $500 worth of work? No, or? I do not. Okay. And you took Uber to the vets? Yes. And I see those receipts. I'm going to order the repayment of the vet bills for both visits as well as the um, transportation to get there for a total judgment in favor of the plaintiff in the amount of $1,100.99. I'm not going to order the loss of work because I don't find that there was sufficient proof of it. That's my judgment. Good luck, folks. Thank you. All right, both Thank sides you, 
So the plaintiff gets a judgment for $1,100. You probably could have gotten off taper if you'd have paid the $700 that you were talking about, you know, came at up least, earlier. At least we both get to move forward, honestly. I, it's a moot point, you know? Pretty rocky relationship. <laughs> and it's ended. It was, like, quick and stormy. It's yeah. just how I like it. Yeah, and it's over. And, and you're I'm glad. So stoked. Okay, cool. Your Thank cat you. okay? Yeah, she's Good. great. Okay. Great. Okay. Mr. Bushotsky's on his way out of court. Well, you're finally going to get some money for this. You, yeah. You, okay? You had to go to court? Did you, did you think hard about doing that? Uh, yeah, it was yeah. a you know, difficult decision uh, to make. To take all right, well, I'm course. glad you're, you're cat okay now. Yeah, he's doing Very good. good. I, I got to ask you a quick question. Sure. I'm sure everybody watching this is wondering, what is that going up around your neck? That's a snake. It is a snake? Yeah. How far does it come up? Uh, just to my chin. Right to your chin? Right down to, to there? Yeah. yeah. You ever regret doing it? Because you no can't way. miss it. I love snakes. I'm you a get a lot of reaction to it? Not so much, really. People don't say it? They don't bring it up to no, you when they're looking at you? you. That's the thing. Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you for explaining me yeah, what it was. Okay. Yeah, I've no been problem. wondering. Yep. Thank you very much. Thank you. The door is that way. <laughs> Harvey? Okay, Doug. So here's the deal. That there has to be some kind of supervision here. And there was a lack of supervision, which means there's negligence, which means there's liability. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Simeon Clyde Harris Jr. He says he purchased a car from the defendant and they entered into a monthly payment agreement. That crazy defendant started demanding accelerated payments, ended up coming to his house and stealing the car and the property that was in it from him. And he's here suing this eccentric woman for every penny of the $5,000 he's most definitely owed. This is the defendant, Sandra Damore. She says the first check the plaintiff gave her for the car bounced, and she was charged a bounce fee from her bank. The problems with the plaintiff continued from there, so she took the car back. After all, it was still in her name on the title, and she had every right to take it back for non-payment. Bottom line, no payment, no car. She's accused of changing a deal. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff bought a car from the defendant, and she started changing the terms of the deal, demanding accelerated payments, and eventually she stole the car back. Now, she says his check bounced, so all bets were off. It's the case of Help Me, Honda. Thank you, Douglas. You're um, Simeon Clyde Harris, Jr., you are suing Sandra Damore for $5,000, the statutory maximum in your state, my state. Tell me what's going on. 
Um, back in uh, uh, June of uh, the 22nd of 16, I had met the defendant um, at a show that I was at. I play music, and the subject it came up that she was looking to sell the vehicle. And at that time, I was looking to buy a vehicle. So the short end of it, we started talking. Um, when we what kind up, of car is this? It is a, uh, a 2012 uh, Chrysler 200. Convertible? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, we started talking. Uh, over a period of a, a past couple of days at that point, we decided to make a deal on the uh, car. What was the deal? She asked me to draw up a contract on the details. So I drew up a contract. Uh, it was very, very, you know, plain, simple, to the point. May and, I see uh, the contract? Okay, so the sale of the vehicle was for 8800 and then you financed it at a rate of 5% for a total of $880 for two years. So the total sale of the vehicle, $9,680, correct? Correct. Well, all you had to do was put down 500 and you'd have a convertible? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and then make monthly payments of how much? Uh, they were $250 a month. Okay. And all you had to do was pay that 250 on time every month. Correct. Right. Did you? Uh, there was there was some late payments, but nonetheless they weren't. May I late. see? Do you have the proof of when you paid each of the payments? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Were any of them on time? Um, like one, they ranged from being a day late. <laughs> Two. Um, I believe. Uh, Maybe 15 days? Uh, no, the last one was a month late, right? Oh, yes, ma'am, that's oh, correct. Okay, yeah. so you were late a lot, and that was getting her angry, and you knew that yeah. was getting her angry. Um, and you felt that she was going to your house and trying to take the car from you, right? And But she was denying it. Yes, ma'am. She kept going, uh, showing up at my residence, uh, like all hours of the night sometimes. But according to you, she would deny it when you'd call her? Yes, ma'am. Why would you deny it? I didn't deny it. I, I went there three times to get my car. Okay. And each time it was a big drama, chaos, the cops, and he frightened me so much that... That you kept I going went, back because you went there three times. It couldn't have frightened you that much. Well, the much. last time I had, I ran away because he scared me so bad. Well, I brought I, the cops I mean, there. you were trying to repossess a, a, a guy's vehicle, what, like, you know, I mean, right. so maybe that's you what, hire somebody to do then that. Then I did hire somebody. Yeah, that's what you do. All right, now let me, you know, what were you doing, going in the middle of the night to his property? Yes. Uh, I, how were you not, like, you, and you're from Florida? Yes. You know, what if he shot you thinking you were a burglar? Well, I mean, this is a bad idea, and it? Right, it was Particularly in a stand-your-ground state, but in any state. But, I thought he would be asleep and I could just sneak the car away. Okay, when did you become Annie Oakley? Like, when did this, when did you become, you know, what, what have you, I mean, that's kind of brazen. Well, I would call him and tell him that I want my car back because you're not paying it. And I can't take the stress of this every month. Right, every month having to chase him. That wasn't part right. of the deal. And every day. How often was he late? Uh, out of 12 months, he was late eight. Okay. I have the evidence on how many days he was late each month. Let me see that. Here's what I'm not getting. When you, you bought the car, and then did you register it in your name? Yes, ma'am. The day uh, when we made the deal, uh, what we did was we went down to a tag agency, uh, the local tag agency. Together? 
together. And transferred the title to your name. Yes, ma'am. And she put pl the title. placed you as a lien holder. Right. Right. That's the right way to do it. Which I have here. Right. But then at some point, you switched the title to your name. You got a title in your name. Yeah, I went back to there because I told him. In March, him, you did that. I went back and told I called him and told him I was reprocessing the car. Either he paid me in full or I was reprocessing it. And uh, he said it was a joke and all that. You can't do that. So I went to the motor vehicles and I said, I want the title back in my name. Yeah, the registration and the insurance and the tag all stayed in his name. Right, but you can't just say, I'd like this car placed in my name at the title agency. That's not how it works. You have to hand them a signed title that purports to have his signature on it. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? I'm pretty sure you handed a title change I, that I, purported to have his signature on it. Uh, because there is no other way to do this. You had to have forged his signature. I had the original title with the lien on it. Right, oh yeah. And I took that to the motor vehicles and I said I would like to uh, put the car back in my name and take the lien off of it. That's not how it works. You have to go to court and sue for the lien. There's no way they did that. Well, I have No, see, the only way they could have done that is if you forged a signature and said, I repossess the car, here, put the title back in my name. So if somebody uh, doesn't pay you for the car they bought from you, do you have a right to repo the car? I mean, probably not. You would have to email them first and then tell them that. Okay, well, fine. If you email them, then do you have a right to repo the car? No, not factually. Why? Bad weather, bad terminology, but too much human humanoids on the uh, actual property rights. Wow, that's interesting. Can we go inside the courtroom? So at some point, you hire a company and they successfully repossess the car, correct? In June uh, 30th, I hired a company to go and take my car, get my car back. And then they brought the car where? Uh, to their to their pound. Okay. You try to find, to get, according to you, you had stuff in it. Yes, ma'am. And you text her, I have stuff in it. Correct. Do you ever tell her, I have my computer, I need it for work, I need it for, do you ever say in your text, I yes. have a computer there? Yes, Show me the text where you say that. I Also, when you, the contract you told him to, to draw up, doesn't say anything about you having a right of repossession. That's well, something that has to be in the contract. I mean, Otherwise, your right is to go to court and ask for a judgment against him for the full amount right now. You don't get the self-help like this. Well, so, but if you want to have a repossession clause, then you have to put it in there. It's not in your contract. I so then know. you repossess it. And then I see him texting you, I want to get my stuff. I want to get my stuff. Right. Right. The so was, where did you find any texts that actually say, I want to get my computer? Uh, you know what, Your Honor? No. I. I apologize, I don't. The only thing I mention is my personal things. Yeah, that's all you say. Because yeah, I, I would think that if you had jewelry to the tune of five, how much are you suing for? Jewelry to the tune of $350 and a Vizio laptop to the tune of $300, that those words might actually come out of your mouth when you're texting, as opposed to my stuff. Your Honor. Now, what was in the car? I have pictures of what was in Who the car. Who took the pictures? I did, when I got the car out of pound, the guy that um, towed the car, he was Do you like, know the guy who towed the car? Is he a friend? No. Or? Okay, let me see no. the pictures. The other thing, I have texts that says that he left his guitar, amp, and other accessories in there. He's not suing me for any of that. What so. happened with telling her you left your guitar, your amp? I figured if she knew the severity of it, 
that. Well, uh, but that's a lie. That's not knowing the severity. You figured if you true. if you lied about how important it was that she would what? I, I figured she would at least meet up with me, give me my things, and. And then your answer, because you're supposed to, even if you had a right to repossess, you're absolutely supposed to give him a chance to get his personal items out of the car. So what are we going to do now? You, you ended up getting the car. This, according to you, are the pictures of what's inside, which is a yingling lager pail. <laughs> a, what is this blue thing? A lunchbox? It's a lunchbox. It was all trashed. Well, okay. Where and is all this stuff? Did you bring it today? These, all that's trash. No, I didn't bring any. You threw that. it out? But this here, I have in a text that the company that makes these or whatever he was working for, that they were going to sue me, too, for these. Okay. And so let's see those. They said they're worth, like, five cents. That's what I was told. When Before you texted even, about suing, the company was going to sue. I told her there's actually a lot more than that in there. There was... There was seven more. There's... Where are the rest of them? I left them at home because I couldn't carry all of it. You couldn't carry four seven. more of these? No, it seven wasn't more. Just, those just a minute. I'm sorry? Seven, seven more. And yeah, I was, you couldn't carry seven more of these? Well, I have a breathing problem and okay. I can't carry things. I know. And I know I saw in the text how you told him. I have. You, I, you told him, and yet the judge is not going to appreciate that you took advantage of a 70 year old woman. First of all, you look great for 70. <laughs> And second of all, please don't play that card because you're repossessing stuff in the middle of the night. You are the most fierce 70-year-old, so don't play the victim. I can't stand that. And there's no reason to play the victim. I couldn't carry seven more of these. Come on. Well, you know, have, are you kidding me? Stop, I, stop, stop. I have less what? Than... No, I want you to answer exactly what I'm asking with okay. no whining allowed. Besides the seven more of these, what else do you have that was in the car? That the was, lunchbox, or did you throw that out? I threw all that out. Okay, so do you garbage. have anything else besides the other seven? I can carry three, but I can't carry seven more. Okay, yeah. anything else? No. Because they all fit in the coach purse you're carrying. Okay, all right. Now, what happened to the car? I was so, I, my brother came down from Tennessee and took it up there because I was so did afraid. Did he sell it? No, I still have it. And if he wants it Who back. Who has the car right now? My Your brother, brother in Tennessee? In, in Tennessee. And it has, um, I went and got tags and uh, insurance on it. On, in Tennessee? His, no, in Florida. And then he came down to Florida because I was afraid, because he had said that I would never see this car again and threatened me so 18 you had your, times. So, he, so you had your brother come down and drive the car to Tennessee so yeah. he wouldn't be able to get it back. On these here, he threatened me 18 times that I was going to jail and, and all kinds of bad stuff. Oh, I know. I read the text. Right. He said, you don't and have a right to take the car, but you don't have a right to hold my stuff hostage. Right. You're going to go to jail. This oh, is a yeah. felony. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. And he called the cops three times on me, and the cops couldn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, because the cops are like, the title's in her name, dude. <laughs> right. And you're like, what? The title's in her name. How did that happen? And the thing There's only one way that can happen. And the thing was, he knew my nerves were bad because I lost two of my grown children. Okay, I'm very sorry that you lost two of your grown children. And, but and let me make knows, some recommendation. If you suffer from anxiety or bad nerves, probably you should not be repossessing cars in the middle of the night from a big guy. I know. That is not a good position for I you to be I didn't make the right decisions yeah. because yeah. I'm so All right, vulnerable. stop talking, please. Stop, please stop. Uh, can you use these? What are these about? Or that was just, you didn't really care? No, ma'am. Your Honor. All right. No, I don't want you to say another word. All right, so here's what we've got. We've got you breaching a contract in terms of your late payments. I mean, you think it's okay, but it's not okay to constantly every month be late. We've got her doing something the contract did not, in my estimation, give her a right to do, which is to repossess the vehicle and self-help. 
She's in the position of anybody else who has a contract and a breach. She has to go to court and get help. We also have you going to a tag agency and forging his signature so that you can get the title back in your name, which is outrageous. But I've got you using a car for a year. You can't possibly think that you're going to get free use of a car for a year and that it's not going to cost you something, that you're not only going to get the money you paid back, more money on top of it, and then, hey, I had a bunch of stuff in there. You can't possibly think that that's fair. It's not. All right, what is fair? Douglas, what time is it? I'm feeling a little rough justice, you know. You feeling it? I feel it. Are you feeling the rough justice? Because right I'm feeling it pouring right. out right now. <laughs> Let's do a little math. All right. I am going to order the defendant to return to the plaintiff the amount of $1,500. That's my Thank verdict. You. Good luck, folks. Thank you, Wow. Well, the plaintiff is going to get $1,500, not $5,000, Mr. Moore, the defendant. Listen, I really would Did you forge no, that No, I signature? did not. I went to uh, not the... Um, you, motor vehicles. You flat out deny that you saw. I you know, not. Judge Marion was a judge in, in the state of Florida for okay. many years before okay. coming to the People's Court. She no, knows the law. I don't recall. Okay? You don't recall what? I lost two of my children, no, and uh, my memory. I know she's very is, sorry about my that. My memory is not good. I can't remember things. I really don't. You just don't remember and what I you don't forged. Remember, I don't remember ever signing his name. I would never do that. Well, but I didn't she's go. She's convinced you did. Okay. I, I went sorry to about a that. tagging. Ma'am, I'm sorry. Okay. Case is over. Right. You lost. Thank okay? you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very good. Now here comes the plaintiff. Here's a wild case. Wild case. Interesting. Okay. You all right now? I'm okay. All right. Um, you, you know, you lost the stuff. You claimed that. The computer and everything. Yes. The judge doesn't believe that was in the car. Yeah, you know, the, <laughs> all right. Interesting. All right, you get fifteen hundred dollars. Yes. Good enough. I'm okay with that. Good yes. enough. Yes. You're going to have to be. Absolutely. That's the judge's yes. decision. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you, sir. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Harvey. Okay, Doug. If you want the ability to repossess, you have to put that in the contract before you sell it. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the plaintiff, Tavis Dunbar. He says his neighbor's old tree fell on his car, damaging it, and the guy refuses to pay for the repairs. This car was a gift from his grandfather, and he just wants his car fixed properly. He's suing for $2,500, the amount he's owed for repairs. This is the defendant, Ron L. He says the plaintiff's car doesn't even run and is only worth a measly 600 bucks. Besides, he's not even convinced the tree that fell that night during a storm is his. And he has no proof from the plaintiff to back up his claims on whose tree it is. This guy's just looking for money for a car, which was already in horrible shape. And he's not paying this scammer a cent. He's accused of not being very neighborly. 
All parties, please use your right hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff says his neighbor's old tree crashed down on his car and he won't pay. But the defendant says the car is a clunker. He's not even sure it's his tree. It's the case of, I fell for you. Thank you, Douglas. Tavis Dunbar, you are suing your neighbor, Ronell. You've asked us not to mention your last name for $2,517 in damages to your 1994 Chevy Camaro. Tell me what's going on. Well, I DJ at night, a late night. I was coming home and I noticed that it was a tree in my parking spot. And when I pulled up closer to it, I noticed that that tree had there had, been a storm? Yeah, it had just rained recently that same night. I noticed that that tree had hit my Camaro, so I called 311. How big was the tree? It was pretty big. I have pictures of it after he came and got it and cut it up and stuff like that. Uh, how, t how tall? I, do you remember the tree? Like, it was it a tree that you had seen always because you lived there? Or? I mean, I've always seen the tree. Was, how, how tall is, is tall? I, I would say it was probably about, um, roughly about seven, six or seven feet. Okay. Or something like that. So what happens? You come home and you see that it's been uprooted by the storm. Yeah, exactly. And it hit your car? And it hit my car. Okay. The, uh, the, rear, the rear quarter panel. Okay. The quarter panel. All right. Uh, you said you had pictures. Can I see the pictures? Yes. Is there a fence between your properties or no? Yes. No. And is the tree on the other side of the fence? The tree was on the other side of the fence, And yes. then it came into your side, which is why we're here. All right, so um, what happened that night? Do you know? I came home, came to the back of my property, and I seen the tree laying down. Is I that oh, because of the storm? Yes. It was, it was real windy, like 60-mile-an-hour winds. And it Did was you rainy. summon the wind? No. You no. didn't? No. Even though it's the windy city, I didn't summon it, no. Okay. <laughs> but um, I seen the, I seen the uh, tree laying down, not on his car, but next to the car, so... I came and knocked on his door to let him know I'll be cutting that tree up the next day. So as soon as I knocked on his door, he came out. He said, um, I said, you notice the tree on the ground? He said, yeah. He said, I called the police. I said, the police? He said, yeah. That's a pretty big tree. It's a lot bigger than I thought it was. It had to be bigger than seven feet. Fifteen, it's about Yeah, it had to be. 13, I mean, just looking at the size of it. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's the dent into your quarter panel. That's very significant. Yes. And I also have pictures before yeah. the damage. But here's the thing, though, that I, I need to ask you is uh, I'm looking at the tree, and this is a really good video because it shows me that this is a completely healthy tree because I can see the inside of, of the bark uh, in the beginning of the video. So what did he do that would require him to pay for your car? Um, well, once In I other words, how is this not just an act of God? There's a storm. Bad things happen in a storm. Um, you know, what we punish in court is bad behavior on the part of people, something that they did wrong. For example, the tree is decaying, and he knows that's dangerous, and he, or he should know, and he doesn't bother to prune the tree or take the tree out, um, or, you know, something that the person does wrong. What did he do wrong? It's a perfectly healthy tree, and then there was a storm. That's a good thing that you said that, Your Honor, um, because after the fact that the tree had hit my car, and then I also talked to my landlord of the building about the situation, he told me that he should have been cut the tree down because they had already talked about the tree dying already. Can you prove that? 
Or is that, cause that, is that just words coming out of your mouth, or That's, can you prove what you just said? Because you never mentioned that before in your complaint or anywhere else, so I'm going to require some proof on what you're saying. Otherwise, it's just the what we only, call no. rank hearsay. So if the tree falls, is the tree owner automatically responsible? Uh, I think that's sort of what insurance is for, so I would assume, you know, it is their fault. Well, forget about insurance. Do you think the owner is responsible if the tree falls? Yes, I do. Absolutely even, their fault. Even if it's a big storm? What if it's a big storm? Um, if it's a big storm, um, I think the owner have responsibility still. Wow. Going inside the courtroom. The only way I would be able to prove that if I gave, gave him a phone call. But well, here's the thing, though. It, had this tree been decaying at all? No, not that I know of. And had the landlord to the building ever talked to you about the tree? No. Ever at all? No. Anything at all, like trim it or something? I don't even talk to the landlord next door. Okay. No. Do you know him? I know him. I don't uh, talk to him. No. Why don't you talk to him? I, I'm just not that type of person who talks to my landlord. I mind my business and stay on my property. Yeah. You're um, what we call out of gas on this, um, because it's not his responsibility unless you can prove that it's his responsibility. He when did I... not summon the wind in the Windy City. This is the classic, classic act of God that I am looking at. A tree got uprooted by, by 60 mile an hour winds, and that tree ended up doing damage. But that is not his fault, unless you can prove it is, and you have provided zero proof that it is his fault, that there was anything wrong with the tree beforehand or any notice to him about it. And I'm particularly surprised because you're a person who comes into court with pictures and everything else, and, and then supposedly you have this evidence from your landlord that he was on notice that the tree was decayed. That'd be great if I saw evidence of a tree decay. I'm seeing the opposite of it in your evidence, which is that the bark was completely healthy. But I would expect a guy who comes with this evidence to have an affidavit from his landlord if that conversation had happened. You don't? I'm here now. The trial's over, verdict for the defendant. I find this to be an act of God. So the judge rules the tree's damage, or rather tree's falling, was an act of God. So you're out of luck on this case. You should have had some evidence to bring with you, as like testimony from somebody or some written statement. Well, yes, she did say that I should have had evidence from my um, landlord yeah. to back that up. I yeah. didn't, um, you know, I didn't think that I would need that after showing the video or whatever, that the tree did hit it. I understand it, it that it wasn't his fault. But it was an act fault, of God. That's, but, yeah. According to the judge, that's the way it is. I understand right? that it wasn't his fault, but it was off his property, which means that I, you know. Well, you've learned a lesson. Yes. Sorry about that. All right. Okay. Now, here comes the defendant, Mr. Ronnell. Did you realize how this was going to end up before you came in? I mean, did you know that you weren't going to be responsible? I pretty much knew. Pretty much yes. so? Yes, sir. Were you surprised to get sued? No. You mean you thought you were going to get sued? It happens. You're it not happens surprised at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, congratulations. Thank okay. You. Thank you very much. Right. Okay. Harvey? The key is putting people on notice. Email your neighbor, say you have an old tree and it's about to fall. That means they'll be liable if it does. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.